It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yeah, we do this on a Tuesday, Tuesday. Al, what is up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, a couple things. I kept seeing this uh, in the news over the weekend, I believe. And it kind of threw me off because uh, we've talked about this before. Sometimes like when when companies go out of business and you figure like how why are they we, we're curious when there are businesses and we go, how do they stay in business? Right. And then the opposite side, I sometimes see businesses going out of business like, oh, how is this place? Not? That seemed popular. Yeah. So the latest example of one that is going out of business and filed for bankruptcy is David's Bridal, huh. which is a bridal place. Now. In all of these articles, it says that one in four brides gets their dress from David's so bride. how are they going out of business? So how the hell are they I going out know. of business? That makes no sense. So I was like, I got to I gotta read a bunch of articles on this if I'm going to bring this one up. One in four goes mm-hmm. to that It says chain? one in four Damn. was getting their dresses at David's bridal. Huh. So I was like, well, then what the hell is going on around here? I guess what happened, though, from based on the articles I'm reading, is uh, number one, the pandemic happened, so weddings Far were not fewer happening. Fewer weddings, that is true. They said, enduring the bounce back, the demand for this is an article I'm reading on CNN Business. Mm-hmm. They had the best breakdown from what I was reading. Uh, they've been hurt by uh, changes in how women shop for dresses. The demand for formal wedding dresses, bridesmaids' dresses, and related accessories has decreased in the current environment. The weddings did bounce back in 21 and 22. They're still well below pre-pandemic levels, and fewer people are getting married. Was, How about that? I was just going to say that. That's an interesting more, one. So more people than I know, because I'm out of, I'm kind of out of the whole wedding. I'm into the, sadly, the parents dying phase of yeah, my life. Yeah, parents dying, yep. And kids going to college phase. I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm not going to weddings anymore. It's more... I don't know. It's other things at this point. So I don't get invited to many weddings. Like 15 years ago, we felt like we had a wedding every other weekend. I will tell you, though, from friends of my nieces and nephews who are in that 25 to 30-year-old range, my nephew included, no interest in getting married. Move in together, live together. They act as husband and wife, but there is no, and there's no marriage planned. Right. And they're both fine with it. I'm also seeing uh, over over the time, over the last few years, you keep seeing uh, news articles and things about people having less and less children. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So even, uh, well, we all, we always heard like people were starting later, like, oh, having right. kids in their 30s instead of the 20s. And then even that uh, has come to less and less uh, mm-hmm. children. Yeah, sure. But it's this, expensive, man. It is very pricey, it's I imagine. Expensive. Now, I, I will tell you. When Kim was pregnant, you read a lot of things about the cost. It's a little overblown, but I it's gotten worse clearly in the last five, six, seven years. Um, it's it it's a lot. That's how we have. I'm not going to say who we have a mutual person we know that's got like eight kids. I don't know how he does it. I don't understand. I have that no either. idea. Like anything more than three to me seems like a financial problem. But somehow people get through it. Yeah, I think what two. Two for sure no, two's seems okay. like a financial it on, problem. It depends on how you have them. If you have them back to back and you're constantly buying diapers and, and if it's formula, if you're not breastfeeding and the baby food, I mean, it can be a lot. Our boys are spaced out five and a half years apart, so we never got hit over the head with that. Now, I have friends that have triplets, twins. Oh yeah. God, that's a lot. It's a lot. It is. The, one of the other things that was coming up in this article, too, is because of... Uh, how much things cost that a, a lot of brides are going with to secondhand stores to get a wedding mm, dress. That's interesting. 
Why not? Other things. This is David David's bridles in trouble, Jerry. So you've explained it to me quite well. Yeah, I guess I did. I but it just seems that. weird. Like if you have a business where one in four people that need that service are using you, you well, would think you'd be in really good shape. Now, Mike, you read the article. I hope I sure did. Is David's bridle a chain? It is. Okay, so the chain is closing, or just stores are closing. The chain is, is going out of business. Going out of, they file so for bankruptcy. My guess yeah. would be that individual stores can't afford to pay the rents that are being charged. So that's the one thing that, from my experience and from my friend tells me who deals in this commercial real estate world, the uh, rental rates have gone through the roof for strip malls yeah. and places of that nature. So between the brides being down, less weddings, and the rental rates going up. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it says that the company is looking for someone to buy them. Okay. They want, they, but uh, until then, they will honor all gift cards, returns, and exchanges. Hmm. But if they don't find a buyer, they will most likely close all stores and liquidate. Yeah, I guess so. Probably get some Good time st- to get married. Go get a liquidated address. I was going to say, yeah, now's your chance. We're all, just where, really are the one in, where are these one in four women going to go now? I don't know. There's no more David's Bridal. Holy nope. crap. David's Bridal will used to be the place to go. Yeah, uh, I was also thinking this yesterday as I was watching uh, my various, uh, you know, my Instagram. I mainly look at people who are uh, nude. <laughs> I was trying not to hesitate to have you throw that in. <laughs> uh, I mainly look at you know f- nutrition people, food ingredients yeah. people, but I also realize that these people who are influencers, uh, people with a couple hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. they do ads and that sort of thing. In order to keep that up, you have to put content out multiple times a day. Absolutely. And it's getting to the point where my feed is now just, don't do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. You got to be really confused. (laughs) Either that or it's just like, and somebody even sent me this, the carnivore doctor that I like. Right. He did a thing where he's like not using toilet paper. Oh, come on. And it's just like, you know what? We're really getting silly. Right. That's what I mean. It's like everything. It gets to the point where everything is a problem. Right. Because they had they need content. This is a guy who says you can't have a tomato because it's got defense mechanisms. Yeah. Defense chemicals in it. Yeah. Whatever. And I know his whole point was he's talking about like, I don't think he, he didn't use a brand name, but he was talking about it looked like the tushy bidet that I have. Mm-hmm. He's talking about he uses a bidet because, which is great. I'm all for, I love the, the tushy bidet. But his whole thing is, you know, uh, toilet paper has chemicals in it, and you're putting it into the membrane that is absorbed right into your skin. And just like every one of these people, it's like the laundry detergent you're using is wrong. The everything is wrong. Right. And then I just started thinking, like, they all need a to, little balance. They, but but they all they all need to constantly be putting stuff out every day. And then it's I'm I'm also like. I'm driving myself crazy by I'm consuming the same stuff over right. and over again. You're almost being brainwashed in a way. Yeah, and just like I kind of say, like, oh, sports radio is like we do the same topics every day. Everyone, that mm-hmm. the, the political people do the same. Yes. Biden sucks. This sucks. That when sucks. When you've got 9,000 channels. Yeah. And you are focused on one thing. What else? So it's like I think it's it was different back in the day. Because back in the day, you only had two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, and thirteen. Yeah, right. So if you were a, a CBS viewer, you had Prices Right, you had the morning game shows, then you had some maybe some talk shows, and then you had the soap operas, and then to get that news fix, you had to watch the local news at five and the CBS national evening news at six, and that was it. Maybe the eleven o'clock news you'd watch. You want to put news on about Donald Trump? Put Fox News Channel on. You can watch it 24-7. They have to fill the time as opposed to you picked your spots when you were, and you had, I use the word balance again. You had more balance in what you were viewing. Now you can literally hit yourself over the head with the same thing if you want to, over and over and over again. Yeah, and I guess the 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 key here is, because I did feel like, when I started following these nutrition people, I, w- I learned a lot. Yeah. It's just like when I started listening to Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. the radio guy who deals with yep. money. But at some point, you you learn all their stuff. You're not going to learn anything more from them. And they've, right. they've taught you a lot, but you've got it. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's almost like they've raised you. Yes. Like, I don't listen to Dave Ramsey anymore. I, kn- I got to the point where I could answer the questions the callers had. Right, right. And now it's like that with some of these 
nutrition people I follow. It's like, I get, I know this Bobby from Flav City, which was the first person I found. Yeah. There is not a thing he could pick up in the grocery store that if I looked at the ingredients, I could tell you whether he likes it or oh, not. You could do it now yourself. I could do it now myself, right. which is great because I feel like I gained all that knowledge. Right. But I have to cut the cord and move on. Correct. And that's what I don't do. Right. And you're stuck there still watching the same stuff. Right. And in some ways, I like it because it's reinforcing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yep, that's why I do that. That's mm-hmm. why. But it gets to a point, too, where it gets so monotonous. Yeah, I hear you. You know? Yeah, I do know. But I don't want to slip up and slip back into bad eating habits. So I feel like I'm seeing, I'm watching the same stuff over and but over you, again. But, but I feel like I know it. But you even just acknowledge you know what to eat now. You know you know it. Right. Now it's a matter of just practicing it. That's right. all. And I guess finding different people that may have different ideas on things that you could then... Sure. You can then get information on and judge for yourself whether that makes sense or not. Yeah, I hear you. But this idea of like the same... The same things over and over and over again mm-hmm. on repeat. It's monotonous. It's monotonous. Our lives are monotonous. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's, you know, they're very rep- repetitive. I actually thought of it today as I got into the elevator. And I always think about this. Like, wow, how many times have I walked into this elevator at 4 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. It's like a lot. Yeah. And one day I'm not going to do it anymore and it's going to be over. And it's going to be like, wow, all those days. I always talk about with you know, with Imus and all those days you come to work. And right. one day it's just gone. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Live but everything moment, you do, right? We drive to work essentially yeah. the same way every day. Pretty much. Pretty much. I even said to Gina the, about the, I said, I can't, because she wanted to, needed to go up to her school on the weekend and I was going to drive with her. I go, I can't go on the parkway again. Like, I, I just I, can't. I know. It's the same stretch of road. Yeah. Anywhere I go, I got to get on the parkway. Yeah. Well, that's what you do. You put yourself in that I, spot right. living there. Yes. But that is. That but is we all a, have that true. in yes. wherever we live. Like to get most places, you always got to the same road. Yeah. I take my dog out around the same time. We walk the similar route. It's the same. Yeah, and even the job, the job is so cyclical. We know every April here come the playoffs. Yes. Here comes baseball. Oh, here comes August preseason football. Here comes the end of you know. Uh, here comes October baseball mixed in with yeah. the football. Oh, preseason ba- and then the whole thing starts over again. Right. And by year 17, is that what it is for you with Boomer? 16, maybe. But you're, you've done it 16 times. Yes. Nothing changes except the names on the jerseys. Right. All of it's the same, though. Like, you've done it. It's like, oh, okay, opening day again. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, trust me, I get it. And I think of how many times, like, I walk my dog a day, and then I see Stephanie the dog walker. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, she's walking how many dogs a day? In the same neighborhood. Correct. Oh, my same God. Same route, probably. Yeah. But making good money. Right. It's just that how do you how do you get past the monotony of life? Well, I do think part of that is understanding that for seven or eight hours a day, you have to do what is necessary to make the money needed to do things you enjoy. Yeah, I, I'm not even... I expect that of, like, work and things. It's the outside of work things that... We we do over and over again. I think that's on you to change it up. Yeah. I think it's on you to change it up. Like, you know, we did Florida, you know, Florida for years with my parents every year. We haven't done that now in eight years. And every trip's been different now. And every summer feels different to me because we do change the trips. Like this summer, we are legit looking into booking this Houston-Dallas trip. When Why would I ever go to Texas in the summer? Right. Well, we're going to mix it up with the beach in Galveston and, and, and Astros and maybe the Rangers or the Cowboys. That'd be a different trip. We've got a trip to Virginia planned because we have a baseball tournament there. We'll be there for a week. That, that's a much different summer than I had last summer. So you're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, then I do think about my jobs. I, you know, this will be, if I if I do it this year, and right now I'm I'm planning on it. I'm not planning on quitting yet. This cowboy job, this will be year 12 or 13. I forget. You're of the same pre and post job. Right. Now, it's changed a little because I get to do a couple of games a year. But it's ultimately that I could do it in my sleep. And I sit there and say, should I move on and let someone else do it? But it's the Cowboys. It's it's fun. Money's good. Like, why am I walking away? Right. I mean, this is going to be year eight of Rutgers. Think about that. Year eight already. Yeah, but I think at least with those, there's an off season. There is. You know. There is. But when you get into it, it feels like it never. Like, the, ca- yeah. the Rutgers is different because... 
while the Big Ten trips are the same, the non-conference stuff changes the way the season feels, and the end of the seasons are all different. So beginning, end, different. The middle of the season feels like the grind of the Big Ten. We've been at the same schools. Now USC, UCLA coming into the conference, not this year, but next year. So that'll make it a little different. But when you're in, the, it's it feels like, wow, we're, again, let's go to East Lansing again. Okay. You know, same thing with the Cowboys. All right, back to the home studio. Here we go. Right, on every Sunday. Yeah. Or, and they play the late games and the primetime games. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that with bands, too, who go on tour. I was actually listening to Lars, the drummer from Metallica. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had no, I had no podcast listening on my ride home yesterday, so I was like, "Well," and I saw Bill Maher talking with Lars. I was that's like, an oh. "Interesting twosome." Yeah, that's why I saw it. I was like, "That seems interesting." Let me check it out. And it was really a great discussion, just about like how how Metallica, because they're older, how they tour now versus what they used to do. Mm-hmm. The Chili Peppers. I saw this too about the way they used to. Drink, yeah, you, smoke, yeah. have sex with many different women, and now it's meditation and Diet Coke. Right. Lars was talking about that they were fortunate one time to be open for the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. in the 90s, he said, like when they were first getting pop, breaking the, break into the mainstream. Yeah, sure. And that they were laughing because, first of all, Mick Jagger was old at that time. At which that was point. In the 90s. And they laughed because he had a a uh, truck that drove to every place that it was a gym. It was a gym in a truck. Wow. He goes, and now we do the same thing. Now <laughs> we have a truck that's yeah. filled with gym equipment. It's that's like, funny. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. But they talked about how they don't do back-to-back shows. Mm-hmm. They'll, like, do a show Sunday and then do another show Thursday. You're like they're, Need time to recoup. Yeah. And then that's how they're doing it. And then they also talked about if when they're when they're on the East Coast, they might stay in one place, like stay in New York, and then fly to Buffalo to do a show, come home, fly to Albany, do so a show. So have like a home base for a week. Home base for a couple weeks right. where they're going, uh, fly to Philly to do a show, fly to L- D- uh, D.C., like, yeah. and then do the same thing when they go to California. Makes Just sense. Just as a way to, yeah, to like make it more. Um, make the experience different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make I the experience different. Yeah, I mean, as you, as they get older, I guess you got to do certain things to keep your body right. Yes. You know, for me, I've told you I have to have the conversation with Michelle. I think I need to bag on these a lot of these primetime games because my body can't do I can't do it anymore. It used to, I always told you it used to be uh, exhilarating to actually work. It sounds stupid, but you'd work till midnight and you'd set the alarm for 2.30. And as much as you'd lay down, be like, I, what am I doing? You'd wake up and I'd pop right up. Be like, you know what? I'm going to go be done at 11 a.m. I knocked out two shifts in the span of 12 hours, and I got all day. This is phenomenal. Now it's I get up. It takes a while to get going. Yeah. And then the day is ruined because I'm exhausted. My body doesn't feel right. My head doesn't feel right, and I'm cranky, and it sucks. And it's just it's that's come with age. They're doing on this tour, they're doing dates on Fridays and Sundays. Okay. In the same city. All right. And each show is completely different. That's cool. So two different, yeah. completely different set lists. So if you hear Master of Puppets on Friday, they ain't playing it Sunday. And that, well, again, that's a band that's got so much to pull from. Yeah. They can do that. Yeah. That's cool. Because, yeah, I was thinking of two, like even like the Bruce Springsteen tours or John Mellencamp, the older people that are out on tour and how they space out those. Sure. You have to space them out. Yeah. But just thinking like how... It's a grind, like they say about the baseball season, basketball, like any of those, th- those, those things where it's like day in and day out. You're mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Like, yeah, these guys are getting up, driving, or flying to the next city. Think of like Derek Jeter, who played for 20 years. Yeah, and I, I, you could say Brady for the 20. Football's different to me though, although all the off season stuff is repetitive. But like when you're playing 162 games a year, that's just the regular season. And if you're on a team like the Yankees, you might be playing upwards of another 20 to 25 in October. And, oh, by the way, six weeks of spring trial, not six, but four weeks of spring training games in March. I mean, you're talking about 215 games a year they're playing. And every year, while different because of the way it ends, very similar. It's it's a grind. Yeah, and Boomer's talked about the NFL being the, the, the best as far as being able to be home. Sure. Right? You're flying out. What th- Friday, Saturday, Friday, uh, Saturday actually for a Sunday game, yeah. and then you're back 
Sunday night overnight. Home, yeah. Yeah. And it's more of a it's more of a nine to five type of job. Yeah. Which seems crazy, but it is. Whereas baseball, you are never home. Like, right. Ever. Or and even when, to do and you we've talked about this about if you were to get a a play by play job in baseball. Yeah. Like what Sweeney did all those years, yeah, yeah. even covering the Yankees on the road. You, sure. You're gone for I, I legit think I would be divorced within a couple yeah, of years. That's a I younger person's job to have. Because yeah, of that. that's like one. If you're going to have that, you have to meet someone when you have that job to where they know you as such. Taking that job in an established relationship and a family type of setting where all of a sudden you're gone 80% of the time and then... In the winter, you're home a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> what a what a two completely different ways of living. Polar opposites. So it's like I'm sure by mid February. Oh, good, you're going to spring training. Thank God, get out of the house. Yeah. But by the middle of May, it's like, are you ever going to be home? It's got to be difficult. Yeah. No family barbecues on Sundays. No, I mean, you get your vacation time, I'm sure, but like that's it. Maybe a couple of weeks during the season. It's, it's a hard life. Yeah, it's a hard life. Very busy. Um, I also uh, tweeted this morning, Jerry. You know, I, w- I was in the market for some new jeans. Okay. Let's go buy jeans. Yeah, well, you would not believe the amount of different jeans they have. Like, No, I never would. So many brands. And they're all stretchy material. Yes, because we're all fat. You're not. I am. But what shouldn't jeans be jeans material? Um, I think they are. I just think they add something to them to make them feel a little bit pliable but because i had tweeted the word jeans Mm -hmm. now i'm getting all ads for jeans i'm sure you are and they all are promoting and showing you how you can pull the jean material from your leg and how much it stretches yeah that i don't have but i have like the 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 waistband that can be anywhere from 33 to 36 oh on jeans yes oh i didn't even know that was fantastic huh that helps me yeah i'm just i I grew up on jeans. You can still get them, though. Like, you can go get classic jeans. Yeah, but it, I was in the store over the weekend. Like, even like a, like I always wore Levi's jeans. Mm-hmm. The material feels weird. Oh, now. yeah? Okay. So you like the hard jean feel. No, no, no. That's that. Those are the two options I feel like you have now. The hard jean feel, which I don't care mm-hmm. for. Like, I have soft jeans. Right. But these aren't stretch. These don't stretch. But why don't you just buy them? I can't find them anymore. I don't you know what it Google is. You can't Google that brand and well, find them. Well, these are Levi's, but I can't. F- I, I, every brand of everything has a million I different uh, tweaks to uh, it. Trust me. Did I'm you aware. want the five eleven jeans tapered, untapered, boot cut? Well, I don't know. I want these. What <laughs> these are? That's why I just go to Kohl's. Yeah, you just got to go to the store. Kohl's is my. That's the one thing I've never bought online are jeans. Yeah, like even Flag and Anthem gave us jeans. I can't wear them. They don't fit me. Yeah, they did not fit me, uh, the flag. The shirts, energy. no problem. Yeah. Pants ain't working for me. Yeah, it's it, it, shopping online, unless you know, and then once you know, you're good. Once you know, like you go, oh, this is what size I am in a flag and anthem. Now I know yeah. I could get flag and anthem. Yeah. But until you know that part, you have to find that out first. Sounds about right. Yeah. Not easy. Not easy. Nope. And then if you wait a couple years, like these Levi's I bought years ago, they could have adjusted their size. Mm-hmm. And now this exact size might be smaller or bigger. Right, because maybe these are broken into my body and stretched out to my body. Especially when you only wash them twice a year. Correct. (laughs) Good point, Jerry. (laughs) All right, Jerry, let's do... Oh, one more thing. Do you... you... If you are leaving your... Let's say you're you're the only one home. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else in your family is busy doing something. And you are going to... uh, Let's say you let's say you're the only one home and you're getting ready to leave for work in the morning. It's mm-hmm. Super early, it's dark out. Yeah. Do you leave the light on for your cats? Or would no. you shut all the lights off? No, I would shut they're sleeping. I would, I they would don't leave, care. I would leave them off. Yeah, I'm trying to think like I always leave a light on for my dog. Okay. Maybe she didn't even want the light on. I would shut it off. Right. Been, I would I would imagine your dog sleeps most of the yeah, night. Yeah, she does. No, I wouldn't. There is no need. Maybe a light night light. No, that sounds ridiculous, but maybe, maybe a night light. light. That's yeah. actually a good idea. Yeah, but we don't leave. That we probably do have on in the living room. But the, mm, yeah, we, I think there's a nightlight on that's always on in the living room. But the regular lights are off. Yeah. So I'm no. Burning through all these. I'm probably wasting all this uh, electricity. You're wasting, like, you, yeah, I don't think it, it's going to cost a ton, but you are wasting electricity. Yeah. That is it true. It doesn't cost a ton. I get my electric bill. I don't know what's going on. I have a low electric bill. I don't know. You have a low food bill, a low electric bill, 
You have a low water bill. I don't know what's going on. Pretty soon they're going to start paying you. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on over. That is funny. I get all these low bills. It's very strange. By the way, this thing on CBS Sports Network right yeah. now is called The Catch. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's mm-hmm. sponsored by Fritos. So would you believe, when you buy like a little bag, an individual bag yeah. of chips, 200 calories, right? Yes. It's not usually a month, is it? Whatever. The Fritos bag that's in the machine by the elevator? The small one? 320 calories per bag. For Fritos? Yes. Wow. I haven't had Fritos in so Fritos long. are phenomenal. We don't have them often, yeah. but Kim bought them for a party we had right around the holidays, my parents' anniversary party. It was delicious. A delicious corn chip. Oh, when did we have Fritos? Yeah, this is fun. Frito. Fritos and Cheetos. Oh, man. Well, Cheetos we always have in the house because Joseph loves those. Oh, you do? So free, uh, Cheetos are I that to me. I don't need my hands getting all. Does hard. he get the red hot ones or the regular? No, I don't like them. He tried Fritos. them. He doesn't yeah. like them. He likes the regular Cheetos. Regular Cheetos. Yeah. Those are good stuff. Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. Doritos all are still my favorite. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow yeah. on a Wednesday. And Tostitos. And Tostitos. Everything's with a toast. That's right. Tostitos, Fritos, Doritos, Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now, there's 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Sparks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't right, suck. Here we go. It's 5.02. It's Tuesday, a winner Tuesday for the Mets, loser Tuesday for the playoff teams. The Eddie Scazzeri, call him DJ today. Nice to see you. And across from me, his name is Al Brett Dukes. What's up, Bradley Beach boy? Well, good morning there, Jerry. Yeah, the uh, Islanders stink. The uh, well, the, uh, They the, don't stink. The they lost 2-1. Okay. The, the, the Nets stink. We the Nets don't that. stink. The Nets played a great first half and couldn't shoot in the fourth quarter. Well, they're down two games to none now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, not great. It's not great. I Listen, I told you I was hoping to win one or two games. I don't think they're capable of beating. The Sixers are really good, and they have arguably the best player in the league on their team in Joel Embiid. So get a game or two in Brooklyn, and I'll be thrilled. It's a building block season. Okay, building block season. So you'll take as long as they don't get swept, you'll be uh, uh, don't get swept you'll by be Philly. Fine. Please don't get swept. All right. That I don't want to see. Well, it's good news for Spike's podcast because uh, if they they'll go on to the next round, they're supposed to go on to the next round. So they that are. is good news. For, yes, they're the three you want seed. Credit for things you're supposed to do. Jim. Yeah, I'm not giving them credit if they beat the Nets. They're supposed to beat the Nets. Okay, good. That's a great way to look at it. My parlay last night, bet MGM. I'm, like, I'm going How'd all. That New- go? I'm going all New York. I'm picking the Islanders and the Nets to win. Oh, well. <laughs> I bet twenty five dollars to win five hundred. <laughs> And you lost. Yeah, it's gone. That twenty five bucks gone. But better than bet than betting five hundred dollars just to win twenty five dollars and taking the uh, sure thing, Jerry. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be silly. That I didn't do. That would be very silly. Silly. Now, good news: the Mets won when everybody was sleeping. Yeah, when everyone was sleeping, they win eight to six, five straight wins. Normally, Jerry, I hate a West Coast trip. Yeah, like not when they win. The Mets lose, and I never really know what's going on, and they, they, and then all of a sudden they come back, and they're like. They show up and they're two and eight from Loses a road four trip. in a row now. Five in a row. No, not in, in three in Oakland. Three in Oakland. And then one here in LA. I'm talking about the West Coast. Oh, the West Coast trip, yeah. yeah. Five in a row total, four straight on the West Coast. We had to beat two long haired hippie freaks last night. Two two long haired yeah. hippie freaks. That's right, Jerry. The Dodgers threw out their long haired hippie freaks. And if they thought the Mets 
long-haired hippie freaks versus fat guys, you lose, hippies. <laughs> the fat guys win. The fat guys won. It is funny. If I would have told you that David Peterson would give up six runs, six earned runs over six innings, yeah. you would have said, ugh. And yet he's the winning pitcher. <laughs> so stupid. It was a beautiful back and forth between the Mets and Dodgers. It was. It was a good game. I, mean, really I didn't, get to, I didn't game. get to watch it, obviously, but it was a good game. I watched uh, on the MLB app. They didn't even have the highlight package ready when I when I got here because it, I guess it ended so late for the East Coast. But they do such a nice job on the uh, the wrap, they mm-hmm. call it, where you could just go, shows you this uh, happened, then this happened, here's a highlight, then this happened. Maybe yeah, Nimmo six, again with a nice up. catch. Nimmo's looking good. Beatty uh, was up, had an RBI. Beatty, yep. Beatty on his, in his first, uh, first time up with the Mets. Vogelback hit his first home run of the year. The Mets even got a run off a balk, Jerry. Yes, they did in that three-run seventh. Which tied the game at six, a balk. And then Francisco Lindor, a nice productive out, Mm -hmm. driving the run, and away you go. I'm balking. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm balking. Yeah, it was a nice back and forth, Jerry. And then uh, so the Mets had to beat up uh, Dustin May, long, curly-haired, hippie, redhead, and a guy named Phil Bickford, long hair also. I I don't know much of Bickford. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what, Jerry? He stinks. Well, I don't know that he stinks, well, but last night didn't do the job. He did not get the job done. He did not do the job. Now, unfortunately, we got Clayton Kershaw uh, tonight to well, face the Mets. Is he still uh, good no, or is he not good? Fortunately, it's not 2009 anymore. Okay, good. Clayton Kershaw at this point in his career is not exactly the Cy Young Award winning Clayton oh, Kershaw good. that he's been. Well, that's good news for me. So that's not... You're not impressed. Go beat, yeah, no. Go beat him. Okay. Now, Clayton Kershaw, if he gives you... If he gives you six innings, it's a great start at this point in his career. Okay, good. You well, know? Tyler McGill, Jerry, will be facing him. Yeah, who's been really good for the Mets so far this year. That's a 10-10 start. 10-10. You stay and watch that? I will not uh, be yeah, up we'll for to, I will not be up for I'll that, you, Jerry. The way I can't sleep, I should start watching you it. You might start watching those uh, West Coast Mets games. I might. I did turn it on at midnight, and it was in commercial. I'm like, yeah, I can't really do this. I, mean, yeah. I was having trouble sleeping. I'm like, this isn't going to help. I turn it back off. Yeah, they say don't put screens on, Jerry. That screens will keep you well, awake. Why is it, though, that on like a nice Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, you're watching TV and your head's bobbing like you're yeah. a 93-year-old because you can't keep your eyes open? I, that's how I fall asleep. Right. I have to put a screen on. Now, I understand not having a phone in your face. Yeah. But putting the TV on is very soothing uh, and comforting, especially so if you put soothing. Jim Nance on watching golf. Yeah, right out. I love putting TV on at night. And just, I'm with you. It feels like a drug. Like, I imagine that's what drugs feel like. Like that. that I don't think so. That fading you in and out You might want to try some of, drugs. <laughs> that fading in and out of sleep with the TV on. Oh, it's magical. You no, know, I think the drugs might be a little more magical. Oh. That said, don't start. Don't do drugs, kids. Do not do drugs. Me and Nancy Reagan, say no to drugs. <laughs> you and Nancy Reagan. Me and Nancy Reagan both. <laughs> By the way, two days in a row now, I drove past someone who was like, driving like strangely slow on a highway mm-hmm. and they were watching TV on their phone that's wh- become a while thing. driving now have you seen during the World Cup if you remember this the the guys would you know the little stands you put in your car yeah little cell phone holders yep how many people I would go past watching soccer as yes. they're driving like this is this is a thing now it's and actually now, scary right and people are gonna say well no I do that but I'm only listening you no, 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 you're looking you're a glance you are looking yeah, I don't like that one Mm-mm. bit. Nope. And you would think that that would be probable cause to pull someone over. Absolutely. No? Yeah, well, when you're driving weirdly slow, you pull over speeders, you pull over people driving weirdly slow. Yeah, I agree. We, there was a truck in the tunnel this morning that was concerning. Questionable. He, well, because it was a box truck. Right, always And trouble. it went from doing 40 miles an hour in the tunnel, all of a sudden slowed down to about 10. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, is this guy's like, what's going on? Right. Turned out there was a cop in the tunnel taking radar. Oh, I did see that. He was still there? Yeah, he was still there. That's got to be freaky. That was freaky. If I worked at a place that rented box trucks, I would turn everyone into the police. Well, this this one wasn't a rented box truck. This was a company. Oh, okay. This wasn't wasn't like, you know, Hertz. Yeah. This was a Hertz or a Ryder or Mm -hmm. U-Haul. Questionable. I agree. Especially when they go into the tunnel. I'd pull everyone over. Yep. Yeah, I know. By the way, I got a ticket in the mail yesterday. Why don't you I, call Sal? You guys can talk about it because that's happened to him twice. Is this what he got? Twice. I got a ticket for speeding in a school zone at 4 a.m. in well, New York. Well, they like to get there early. A, li- uh, a 
I guess a camera call. It was me. on Hudson, right? On Hudson, yeah. Yeah, I got one, I don't know, a while ago. But you have to just keep it to 25. It's after you pass the canal, somewhere between. It said broom. Mine said broom. Yep. Uh-huh. That's it. Same but why? One. How come at 4 o'clock in the morning when there's no school? Well, Wouldn't that be hours it, like the parking is between 7 and 3? Well, I mean, yes. Well, well. You're correct. But there is the vision zero for the whole city, 25 miles an hour, unless posted otherwise. Well, yeah, I should and, tell the other 9 million people that don't do 25. And it does say it on the, the ticket that we got. It says this is enforceable 24-7, 365. I wonder why that would be, though, if school's out. Just they just looking for a revenue. Yeah, They're looking well, to get you, Jerry. And they also have that 25-mile-an-hour limit throughout the city. I was trying to think, like, what must have happened? Someone else has been going so slow, I must have been pissed off, and I sped around them and just floored it. Yeah, but dude, what were you doing, 30? 38, it said. Oh, 38. Yeah, much. mine was 35. And I was going that way because I know if I if I do that, then I can make the light on if I go up King in the parking Very specific. <laughs> yeah, well, then what's weird is when you get the ticket, if you've gotten these before and they send you the picture of your car, it looks like when the police are looking for a car, how they put that out to the news. We're looking for this vehicle. Here's the bulletin. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is my car. Did you see you in the picture? No. Just the car. The back of, day, the back of my car and very clear shot of my license plate. So good job by them. So $51 to the city. Remember that story of the, tr- the trucker that had the uh, the rotating license plate? Yes. And skipped the, the tolls at the GW yeah. Bridge for like eight years? Oh, my gosh. He was killing it, Jerry. And they finally got him, and he owed like $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, those tolls will uh, they will oh catch up to God. you. Oh, my God. You think? Yes, they will. Yeah. So what, let me take a quick look, Jerry, at this evening's games. Okay. Because we've got, uh, there's so much going on, Jerry. There's tons. Yeah, Mets, so Dodgers, we Yankees, Angels. we got the Mets, Angels. Dodgers, as we mentioned. You mentioned uh, Angels at Yankees. Yep. Clark Schmidt on their mound. Correct. Uh, Knicks-Cavs game two. Correct. And in, then Rangers-Devils. Uh, yeah, that game is in uh, Cleveland. In Cleveland, yeah. And then Rangers-Devils at the Rock. That's right. That's a busy night right that there. That's a busy night. That's called a fun s- night. local sports talk right yeah. here. No, that's fun. I agree. You think we're going to get a time in here where all of them play at one, in one night? Because, like, Islanders and Nets are off now. Till. I don't. I, is it possible? Yes. I have not looked at the extended yeah. schedule. My guess would be no, though. I would think that the NHL is going to stagger the Islanders with the Rangers and Devils. And right. also the Nets and Knicks are staggered, I believe. Yeah. You know, like the Nets don't play till I, I if I pull Thursday. Up, I think the Knicks play where they play Monday, Wednesday, or is it Monday, Friday? The Knicks play tonight. Then the uh, Nets Sixers play Thursday. So the the Knicks probably play what Friday? Again? It, pr- it probably would be Friday, but I'm not. I have not looked at it to know. Yeah. I will, I'm going to pull it up You're here as we. Well, because I already have it right here. It's not that big a deal. Oh, so you have the Knicks tonight, Tuesday, and then they play again on Friday. Yeah, Friday in New York. So you have the Nets Thursday, Knicks Friday, and then Saturday again. You got Brooklyn Saturday, Nick Sunday. So they're going to try and stagger this as best they can. If you only had one television today, Jerry, and it got turned on and the knob. Where Rangers you Devils. Turn, you'd go Rangers There's Devils over Nick's cast. Not even a thought. Really? Yeah. I watch Rangers Devils. Yep. Hmm. As as I'm interested as I am in Nick's Cavs, yeah. I'm not that interested. Rangers Devils to me is, is, that's it. It's playoff hockey, Jerry, at the Rock. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Rangers Devils. Yeah. Boy, the Rock's had some uh, action going on over there. Yeah. Boy, if you own a parking lot near there, you've got to be You're doing all right. You're doing all right. They must pick, like, I wonder how they decide what they're going to charge for parking. As much as they humanly can. But I guess they they probably think so, like a concert, they're thinking that's a one-off person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to charge as much as I can. Yo, you you told me it was a bit bit much. Yeah, a regular season Devils game. I think $25, I think. Yeah, but I bet you for playoffs... They're going to step. Their it game might up be. Too. It's possible. I don't think they're going to charge seventy five dollars like the concert was. Yeah, but if it's thirty five, yeah, I could see that. I could see it for a, for a playoff game. It was forty dollars, multiple blocks away. Then fifty. It was ten dollars higher every block you. Went. Yeah, the closer you get. Then when you were right there, that one was like sixty five, seventy five dollars. And I'm not. A, I am not a train person. I am yeah. not. But I will tell you, I only did it once. The train does drop you off like three blocks away. The problem is coming back here with all the lunatics. That is very true. What are you, taking, you know what you do? You take an Uber. Yeah, I did see Ubers lined up there. If to, you can to leave, get one. Yeah, it's tough. It's I a, know it is. It's, it's difficult. I know. It's not easy. It's not easy. That's why when you go to one of these games, you got to hope for like that your team's got it 
uh, in the bag with a couple minutes left. And you, you get the hell out of there. Split. You could do that. What if Hit it goes? To, what if it goes to overtime? Then what do you then do? You, then you're, you're everybody leaves at the same exact yeah. time. Like the the games last night, there were two overtime. One on uh, the um, the Kings game was overtime, and the Stars game was double overtime. That's that's that's, that's a lot. Everyone's overtime. leaving at the same time. What do you think tonight? So Rangers at Devils, yeah, in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. What percentage of that in stadium crowd is going to be Rangers? I think fans? it's fifty fifty tonight. Wow, maybe fifty five forty five Devils. The fitty, Ranger fitty. fan, they will spend anything on these tickets. But so, but oh, then let me ask you this: so then the game goes to the Garden. What's the percentage? Ninety ten. Wow, there's that many Ranger no fans respect. though. No, it's not that the Rangers been around for a hundred years. That's I mean, true. they are. I said it last week. I think it's. I think it's the actual. Out of all our teams, I think it is the best fan base in New York. The Ranger fan. Hmm. So I don't think they're going to give up their tickets. Um, I think the Devils have a great fan base. It's much smaller though, just because they started much later. Yeah, it's the way it is. Really good fan base. Even if you told me sixty forty Devils fans tonight, I could see that too. But at the Garden, ninety ten, ninety two eight, something like that. I think it'll be mostly Ranger fans. Hmm. You think Boomer shows up at the Rock for any of these games? I don't know. I'm not sure. I know in 2012, I took a little two-year-old Joseph at the time with Matthew, who I guess was two. So I guess he was seven, seven and a half. I took him to the Henrique game. Um, and that was, there were a lot of Ranger fans there. I wouldn't, it probably wasn't 50-50, but I bet you it was 60-40. What's the Henrique game? That's the game in 2012 where they beat him. You don't remember that? Nope. Okay. It's fine. Who's Henrique? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so maybe Jack Hughes tonight can win the game for Jack them. Hughes. Jack Hughes. So we'll see. Big for big game one tonight yeah, at the game Rock. One tonight. This is one. No joke. I looked on StubHub. If tickets weren't two hundred and seventy five dollars a piece in the nosebleeds, I did look to go tonight. Where's this? What? There's no way. If I were to have a television set, Jerry, what channel is this? On? Have you heard of that? Oh, the, the, uh, I didn't know if, uh, <laughs> for the um, playoffs that they go you on get national. Both. Oh, you, you get, do? Yeah, so you get like last night national. Um, you had for the Nets, you had the Yes broadcast, and then the game was on ESPN, I believe, as oh, well. Oh, cool. Um, tonight or TNT, I'm not sure. One of those. I watched the Yes broadcast. Ryan Rucco did it um, on Yes. The hockey, you had Brendan Burke doing it on MSG, and I believe there was a national broadcast on ESPN as well. I think it was ESPN too. Why actually, don't they let, why don't they let baseball do that? I don't. I thought the same thing. Baseball's got this deal with this national television, yeah. um, and it's it stinks because you lose your low. I get the World Series. I would even get the the championship series, but give us the first round with yes. your local guys. Give us Gary Keith and Ron. It That's does. What it's, we want. It's, it stinks. It really does. Now, what's interesting. Is I turn on the Nets last night playoffs? I'm expecting Ian there with Sarah Kustak, and instead it's Ryan Rucco. Ian's doing the Kings and Warriors on TNT. Really? Yes. You know what? A great Freaking call, Ian. Eddie. You'd appreciate this. I forget which game winner. I think it was eh, shoot one of the game winners. Might have been the Stars. I don't remember. Uh, Bob Wachusen had one of the game winners last night. I don't think it was the Oilers game. I think it was the uh, the Dallas game. I'm pretty yeah, I think sure. But you grass did the Oilers. What's that? John Butchgrass. He did the Oilers. So that would have been the Stars and Wild, I guess it was. Was Bob Oshusen, former FAN guy. Oh, look at all these locals, Jerry. Hitting yeah. it big. Yeah. So he had the game when it, on, on the Hartman goal, I believe it was. I'm not 100% sure. i got to check. But, yeah, so I tune in. No Ian. And then you find out Ian's doing Kings Warriors. Yeah, that's weird. It's different. It was weird. Yeah, it is. It is. But I guess that's where the money comes from. Correct. The national TV money. Yes. Good to broadcasters. I wonder if he'll do a game on TNT and his son does their game on radio. That's nepotism, Jerry. I don't appreciate that. Well, it's happened before. Oh. I'm just wondering if he's going to get a Clippers Suns game at any point here. Why wasn't my father a broadcaster? I don't know. You, you, got me you should be a pilot. You he grew up around the airport. Not a pilot. I, I hear you. I did grow up near the airport, and I feel akin to it as I pass <laughs> it every day. All right, quick break. 518, just getting started. Boomer and Geo's back today from his little weekend uh, trip. We've got all that and more right here on The Fan. All right, 525, good morning to you. It is the warm-up show until 6 o'clock. Lots of sports, as they say. 
this is an Al Dukes day. Sure, it's a sports talk. It is sports At its talk. finest. By the way, I was looking at this Draymond Green situation during the break. Not a great video. He was ejected last night for stomping on the chest of Domantas Sabonis. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm trying to think whose side I'm on with this. Now, are you going to... Now, Shaq made the point on TNT... Had Sabonis not grabbed him and wrapped his foot, right. he would have never kicked him. Correct. To where Kenny Smith just said, so what, it's okay to kick him? And then Shaq was like, no. He goes, but the cause and the effect was don't grab me and I won't kick you. You yeah. still can't kick him, though. Correct. This is where I'm uh, – uh, <laughs> excuse me, Jerry. What the hell was that? That was uh, <clears throat> trying to hang in a hold in a cough and laugh at the same time. <laughs> I agree. I don't. I don't think it's cool that when a guy goes down, this Sabonis fella, that he grabs Draymond Green's ankle, and Draymond Green says this has happened now multiple times to him. Right. He does have a history. But you then cannot stomp a guy's. Not kicked. He didn't kick the guy. He stomped. Oh, he his stepped chest. on him pretty good. It looked like a pro wrestling move. Yes, it did. I agree. And he even like leveraged it to jump off of him. Mm-hmm. And my first thought when I first saw the stomp, if you will, yeah. When I saw it in real, not in real time, but watching the video before I noticed uh, and before the replay showed that he was grabbed, my first thought was, this guy's going to be suspended for game three. And then I saw it again, and I'm like, you know what's interesting? Maybe he won't be because the reason he stomped on him was because he grabbed him. Yes. So I don't know. It's a tough one for the NBA. Now, uh, Draymond Green said, my leg got grabbed the second time in two nights, and the referee is just watching. I got to land my foot somewhere. <laughs> And I'm not the right most on flexible. Your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the most flexible person, so it's not stretching that far. Mm. I can only step so far with someone pulling my leg away. So I chose his chest, <laughs> which he did. Yes, he it did. It really reminded me of like an Andre the Giant used to do this move. He, it must have been some sort of gimmick how he was able to do this, but he'd like be because he was. I don't know if you're aware, Jerry. Andre the Giant was seven foot four, <laughs> five hundred and twenty five pounds. So for him to stand on someone's chest and step over them, there's no way he could put all his weight on that. He would have crushed somebody. You would think so. But that's what this Draymond Green move looked like, a pro wrestling yeah, move. Yeah, it did. It did. And it's it's it looks like a dirty, filthy move Yeah, that he has. I mean, he's kicked guys in the nuts before. But guess what? Don't grab my ankle, uh, and I won't stomp your face. And that was Shaq's point. Yeah. I think, I'm a, I think I'm on uh, Team Shaq on this one. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the NBA does, if anything. But the Warriors down 0-2. How about the Kings? Yeah, how about that? How about the Kings? The Darren S- Fox, Malik Monk. These guys are good. The Sacramento Kings. They ain't Sacramento anymore. And it's funny because there was a lot of conversation on National Talk mm-hmm. about do you want to be the sixth seed in the West? And this way you can avoid the top couple of teams. You avoid the Like, you want to go play Sacramento. Okay, well, good luck. So far, two losses for the Warriors. Right. Do you think he will get suspended or no? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I think... Uh, I don't think he can do that. I don't. The problem is, as much as Sabonis grabbed him, at the end of the day, he still stomped on the guy's chest <laughs> as he's lying on the ground. Right. You I, know, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say he's going to be suspended for game three. You know what's funny? Actually, in that situation, a kick would have been less offensive had he kicked the guy. Right, because you could say, get off me. Right, get, like, let go of my ankle. Correct. Just stomp a guy's chest. Yes, and right, walk over him. Move. I and, think he gets suspended for game three. I do. That would be big news, Jerry. And that game will be at Golden State. Which is in San Francisco. Correct. That's exactly right. Oakland lost them, too. They lit the uh, they lit the beam last night. What is that? I guess when the Kings win, they've got a beam that goes from the top of the building to the sky, like a laser. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is that kind of like uh, us when we turn the uh, Empire State Building different colors? Is that their version um, out there in Portland? I suppose, well, it would be more like the garden for shooting Sacramento. a laser into the sky after the Knicks or Rangers win again. Okay. Do so, we do that? We shoot lasers? No, they don't, but that's what it would be oh, like. Okay. I'm sure the airport over there in Sacramento <laughs> really appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> shooting lasers into the sky while That I can't help you with. That I don't know. In other uh, base, uh, basketball-related news, Oh, basketball-related news. ESPN's Brian Winhorst. He was uh, a guest on, uh, I guess, the Get Up program. Yes, I do have audio of this. You actually. do? Well, I have audio of him explaining okay. uh, what the problem what was. the situation so, was. So first things first, you remember when I did the warm-up show with you from a hotel room in Michigan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I said it'll be a wonder if no one yells at me. Yes. Because, you know, when you do that, you're trying to actually 
Well, you have to project. You have to. It's not easy. So all I'll tell you is um, he had, here we go, he was whispering as they asked why. This was on ESPN yesterday. Well, we all have adverse situations, and apparently um, someone in the hotel room next to me was not a get-up viewer and not happy about uh, the early wake-up call here in Phoenix. And um, let's just say that um, <laughs> messages have been delivered not in a soft manner. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid um, having a wrap on any part of my body. <laughs> now, he even made the point, this wasn't a complaint that came from the like the management office. These people directly came and threatened him. This was a direct threat from another person staying in the hotel. Yes. Now, he's in Phoenix uh, with a couple hours behind. It's like 4 a.m. 4 a.m. He's doing... I had the same... You mentioned doing the, the show from a hotel... Uh, when you were on the road, even when I had first moved into my condo in Bradley Beach, I was still I was yeah. working from home because yep. of the pandemic. And we come on at five o'clock in the morning. I was like, I don't want to be. You don't wake your neighbors. You don't want to wake your neighbors, but you also speak differently when you're on the air. You, you talk louder. You're projecting. You put more energy into it. Yeah. Remember, we had the plane issues with Rutgers and I did the show from out there. The yes. same thing. I don't remember where the hell I was. I think I was in Iowa. So I had the hour difference. So I did the show with you from 4 to 5 a.m. Yes. with people sleeping on both sides of the walls. <laughs> like, damn. And you do. You feel weird about it. Yeah, you don't want to disturb someone's sleep. Correct. But maybe he was just in a cheap motel with the, the walls very thin. I don't I, know. I wish he. I wish it, the we could have heard the complaints while he was live on the air. Like if the people were yelling at him. Shut up! <laughs> I'm sleeping. <laughs> it's like Eddie Murphy. Good morning, my neighbors. <laughs> he sounds like he was threatened. Yes, it does. It sounds like they were knocking on the door saying, hey, you listen, better shut up or I'm going to break your legs. I will kill you. Well, I don't know about don't, that, but uh, it seems like it. As he said, he didn't want to rap on his body. I will punch you in the throat if my you don't God. shut up. So I guess on national TV, he started just talking really yes. softly, <laughs> which really sounds great on television. Yes, this is what you want, Jerry, very softly. Uh, other fun news, Jerry. I want to see where you stand on this one. It's sort of the divided here. Divided where? In the world. <laughs> I thought you meant at the station. Okay. Uh, not at the station. Uh, Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass was very angry with United Airlines. Oh, I saw this. For making his pregnant wife, who was flying, she's she's pregnant. She yeah. was flying alone with well, she was by alone mean he wasn't with her. Right. Pregnant wife, she's flying with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And the two-year-old threw popcorn all over the floor. And the United Airlines uh, flight attendants had her, the pregnant wife, get on her hands and knees to clean up the mess. Yeah, I, this is not good. Whose side are you I on, I would be Jerry? on her side. Okay. First of all, I, I do think that she should try and clean up a little bit. But for them to force a pregnant woman to do that yeah. is not a good look. It's just not, especially when we fly a lot. We see a lot of pigs on these planes. There are a lot of pigs. And they and don't seem to get on them. No. And they're not pregnant or with kids. Yeah. They're no, just that's, pigs themselves. To me, I, that that's a rough one. As you might imagine. Neither one's right. Yeah. But as you might imagine, Jerry, the people on social media took to the side of the airline. Did they really? Yeah, because, of course, they saw her as a someone who's married to a professional athlete. Yeah, I'm thinking more she's everything. a pregnant woman with two small children. Yeah. And she's flying, right? She's yeah. flying without an adult with her, another yeah, adult she with was her. just with the, the two children. But, yeah, people were very angry. With, uh, they, you know why people are angry, too? Yeah. People hate when they see kids on planes. Yeah, that's true. That's. I mean, that's as soon as you see kids waiting to board a plane, your first thought is be 15 rows away from me, yes. please. Please don't Please don't be behind Absol- me kicking my chair. And I can chair. tell you as someone who has flown with kids, yeah. you're sweating getting on that plane because you don't want your kids to act up because there's nowhere you can go. Yeah, I have often thought about that. Like, it does suck for to have, like, a kid sitting behind you kicking your chair. Absolutely. But if I were the parent, I would be in full panic mode. Yeah. Going onto a plane with mm-hmm. children. Sometimes it's unavoidable. It's, yeah, you want to go places. You got to go. So, There's nothing or, you can do about it. You got to get back home or. We flew a lot Oof. when the kids were, when my boys were little. Yeah. We had one, only one, in all those times, you only had one instance. And it only lasted about five minutes, but the five minutes felt like four hours. <laughs> I mean, it is brutal. Because we look to you 
me, someone without a child. Sure. Shut that kid like, up. You cannot control your kid? Meanwhile, I can't control my dog from eating <laughs> plastic on a walk. I would right. have no shot at controlling a child. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> now, his wife is also the sister of Jesse James Decker. Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? So she also was yelling at United Airlines. Wow. That's interesting. Yep. Oh, she's doing all right. But yeah, people looked at it like... You think you're too good to be cleaning up? You expect people to clean up after you? I see I see adult men. You know they give you those stupid cookies, those biscuit cookies yeah, the on biscuits. most I've seen adult men eat those cookies and just throw the wrapper on yeah. the floor or into the pocket. Yep. Like, come on. And the Blue Jays pitcher, Anthony Bass, he's right. They have a cleaning crew. Mm-hmm. But here's what's going on with these airlines. They they try to cut corners and they don't want to have the clean, or, or they're they're cutting corners so quick to turn these planes around. Sometimes in like an hour, they turn yeah, the planes around. That they don't want to go in there and clean up a mess. I don't remember which one it was. I, I don't want to say the airline. I have an idea, but I remember on one flight specifically last summer where they said to us, in order for us to uh, yes. continue our schedule, we need assistance. Can you please clean up your area right. so we can get the next group on? Like, same thing. Yeah. No one else is coming to clean? Right. Then I start to think, are we checking the mechanicals of this before we turn this God, plane around hope, again? God, we don't so. even have time to clean the popcorn off the floor. You would hope. You better hope. I feel like airplanes should make one flight a day. These planes are <laughs> flying all over the place. One, in one flight day. a day? Yes. You have a, we have a plane that's going to go back and forth to Florida five times in a day. I, I don't understand it. There's no way you're checking the mechanicals on that. No. I guess you check it in the morning and you check it at the end of the day, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. You're the airline guy. I think they have to. They got to check that every flight. I usually they do see the it. pilot take uh, on these charters. Yeah, the pilot, he, I mean, checks out the plane well, inside and out. Yes, he's looking at the wing. He's looking at the the the, the engine. I mean, yeah. everything. But I don't know about the commercial flights. I don't know. I really don't. I just hope that's why I like a new plane. Yes, I feel very good when you get on a brand. That's why when JetBlue began, I I flew JetBlue everywhere because the planes were beautiful and brand new. I hear you, but I also saw some documentary on Netflix. About, uh, I don't don't do this to me about Boeing and when I, they put out these new planes, they they don't screwed up, Jerry. And that's when you wanted the old planes that have been in circulation. They know what's going on. I They've didn't say I mileage. want the plane's first flight. I'm just saying I like <laughs> the idea of newer planes. Good morning, passengers. This is the very first flight on this type of plane. No, <laughs> we've got. Of celebrity, Jerry Reckles in row 13B. Oop, unlucky 13, Jerry. Shut up. I, see, you, I will not take row 13. Yeah, I don't go 13 either. And I don't believe in that stuff. Me neither. But I also figure, why tempt it? Why tempt it, right. <laughs> if it was the last seat and I'm desperate, maybe. But if I got other options, so I got row uh, 14, I'll take that. <laughs> row 24. <laughs> I'll take it. I think the seat by the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. I right, take a break. 537, a lot more to do, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Quarter to six. What's up? Geo's back. Boomer's back. Everybody's back. Nice to have you back. They come up at six o'clock. Jerry, you don't like to see people get hurt, but uh, sometimes it's fun. No, it's not fun. Not hurt, hurt, but eh, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, and to see Jacob DeGrom. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. That's right. Exit yeah. his Rangers start with got a like sore wrist. Five get lost. Sh- be a competitor. You loser. <laughs> Five or six strikeouts, no hits. I was rolling along. They're winning. I think they were winning. I think they were winning two nothing. I got to check, but um, they win the game four nothing, and he comes out after four innings with a sore wrist. With no right, you said four no hit innings leaves with a sore wrist. I mean, come on, this guy. When you, th- if I were just to tell you right now, Jerry, I th- is your wrist sore right now? You might be able to talk yourself into having a sore wrist. I can tell you right now. My back is sore, yeah, my hip is sore, and my right foot is sore. Like, you could be talked into, especially if you have, like, I. Yes. whenever I stress out, my groin hurts. I could be talked into groin pain at any point in the day. I'm sure you could. Because you, your mind starts to yes. play tricks with you. So Jacob DeGrom's up there going, it does my wrist hurt? I think it does hurt. Is he it said it hurt in his uh, pregame warm-ups. Yeah. Come on. And the other thing, too. He said if it was an important game, he could have stayed in. Right. Well, they go pitch one morning and get the win. Yes. They pitch don't care five anymore. innings. Don't even say anything about the wrist. You know, you could say it's April. I pitched five. We're good. You're not going to push it. That would have been fine. Right. And said you come out after four. It's like, what the hell? Against the crappy Royals? I don't know. 
Yes. He's a strange dude. He is a strange dude. I have never seen someone that is so good at what they do, but only do it half the time they're supposed to. Right. If that if that much. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm just glad he ain't here anymore. Because if you that know, was the Met be... game last night, I'd be pissed. Thank God. Instead, the Mets have Verlander and Scherzer. Yeah, how are they doing? <laughs> well, Scherzer's are supposed to pitch tomorrow. Yeah. But Verlander, hopefully soon by the end of the month. We'll see. I thought he was supposed to be to make it a start so he get back up here, like make a minor league start. That is the idea. Soon. Well, when that date is, going. soon. Get it moving along. I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, it'd be interesting to see if DeGrom misses a start two, three, or ten. Oh. Or if he's back out there in five days. If he's back out there in five days, then Bruce Bochy wasn't lying. Bruce Bochy's got to be like, because he's the, he's a man, Jerry. Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy is a man yeah. who's played the sport. Bruce Bochy reminds me of someone that would have been on a Marlboro poster back oh, in 1960. Definitely. Probably smokes a Marlboro right before the game. The look, the voice, mm-hmm. everything. The, of course, that's 60 years ago. The leathery skin from all the, <laughs> just a man. Like, he smells like a man, Jerry. It's a lot of days on the diamond. Yeah. As they say. Because he's not a young man anymore. No. So he's had many a, a, a summer afternoon. Absolutely. This is a man who doesn't wear sunscreen. Maybe not. You know what I mean? Which may not be good for him in the long run, but yes, you might be right. He's very manly, though, now. He's got a Marlboro. He's got no sunscreen. And, and Jack Daniels. There. And a Jack Daniels, yes. <laughs> not even on the rocks. Straight up Ugh. Jack Daniels. Ugh. Warm. It sounds terrible. Yeah, that's what he's I know drinking. people love it. That sounds awful. <laughs> it, uh, have you ever had the peanut butter? Flavored whiskey? No. That sounds weird. It smells great. Yeah. And you get this little hint of peanut butter, but then your chest is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's most drinks. You take a shot of something, it goes, burns your chest, then it hits in your stomach, burns, and I get acid reflux and I'm done for the night. You do. I don't usually get acid reflux. I feel bad for you in that way. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck, Jerry. We take Zantag. What do you take for that? What is it? Nexium. A Nexium, that's it. Okay. And then uh, and then uh Nexium was, with some whiskey down it. <laughs> there was I was I used to take Zantac every day for like legitimately over ten years. Uh, and Gunnar Esiason, same situation when this happened. Okay. See, and I chatted about this on uh, Twitter at the time. He was taking Zantac every day for years and years. I was taking Zantac. Then all of a sudden it came out, they banned Zantac. Mm. They pulled it off the market, and then there were lawsuits. Have you taken Zantac? I'm like, yes, every day. So that, so I was right. That was the that that medicine. Yeah. Wow. I think it's back out there now. They reformulated it. Is that the one with the mesh hernia? No, it's a different. Uh, That's a different uh, drug. Yeah. Th- here's what. Here's where you have a lawsuit. Did you take Zantac? Yes. Do you have a mesh hernia or Camp Lejeune? Can- <laughs> <laughs> Did you drink the water? <laughs> Camp Lejeune. Specifically between the years of 1982 and 1994. Yep. And then the other one is mesothelioma. Yeah, I know. That's not funny. I don't even know what that is. I think that's like lung cancer. But if you're in the mix for any of those, you probably got a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah, we do see those commercials a lot. Yeah. I did see the eight, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts agreed this on This is unbelievable. Ginormous. $51 million a year. Damn. Wow. This is why I'm glad Eddie just pull my finger down for a second because I want to read this paragraph to Al. This, All right. This is the fugaziness of the NFL. Okay. And why the salary cap to me is com- just it's absolutely stupid. absurd. All right. Let me pull sure. this up. All right. Here we go. Eagles agree. This is an ESPN story. Okay. All right. So five years, $255 million extension, which averages out to $51 million a year. Okay. This is hilarious. These are the details. Hertz salary cap numbers for the next four seasons. Six million in twenty twenty three, thirteen in twenty twenty four, twenty one in twenty five, and thirty one in twenty six. Where's the fifty one a year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand how I'm any sure of this there's works. more detail. I'm I, I know there's more details because that's only four years of a five year extension. I get it. But it's just it's phony. And you're fooling around with numbers. Yes. I also like how they just – it's weird, too, because they just, like, make the contract so that the older someone gets, the more money they get. Right. Because they're just hoping that every year the salary cap goes up, so mm-hmm. it, it hurts them less. It is on $51 million. Wow. 
Yeah, and they said 179 million guaranteed over the five years. Now, what is the what is the, what's cool. his name doing? Lamar Jackson. This that deal wasn't good enough for you. I'm sure I'd you probably got, got something like that. Yeah. Why? Because it's not all guaranteed, like the stiff in Cleveland. I mean, that, come on. He was stiff, Jerry, until he got a massage. And uh, then he got uh, stiff uh, again. Okay. A stiffy. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Daniel Jones, Jerry, came out publicly. publicly. He wants a raise. <laughs> he immediately wants a new contract. He's renegotiating. <laughs> I love this. Daniel Jones on Saquon Barkley. There's a business side to all of this. He's a great friend, great teammate. I'll support him through it all. Except I took all the money. You got There's none left for you, Saquon. That, this is the problem with the NFL and the salary structure. I took all the cash. It well, is. how did the Eagles figure out how to uh, I don't know. manipulate that? I, exa- there's your word. Manipulation. Correct. I we need don't a manipulator know. on the Giants staff to get this uh, figured out. It, it's the one part. I love football. I really do. This money, I, 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 I can't take it anymore. It's not only what they make. Whatever. It is right. what it is. But the way they screw with the cap. Right. The salary cap should be, this is the cap. This is what, what it, you get paid. This is what it is. Right. What is the paycheck I'm giving you this week? Well, I, and multiply that by however many weeks, and that's how much money counts towards. The I cap. totally agree. Or I, I'm even. I would even go as far as to say, if you get five years, two fifty five, you divide it evenly, and that's the number every year. Yes. Even if you want to give them more up front, that's on you. But this is what it is. It's two fifty five. Your cap number is fifty one million dollars a year every year, and if that screws you, tough. That's because you got the quarterback making thirty five percent of the money. Who do Deal we talk to? It. Roger Goodell, Jerry. Yeah, call Goodell. Hey, Roger Goodell. I'm telling you, man. Hi, Roger Goodell. Jerry and I had an idea for the salary cap because we're not very good at math and we don't like the math manipulation and the the accounting you guys are doing over there. Divide it up. All kidding aside, do you think when they put the cap in, I don't remember what year it was, ninety somewhere in the mid-90s. I don't remember the exact year. Do you think this is what they intended, though? Or do you think they intended what a guy gets paid, that's the number yes. that goes towards what the cap is? And even it up, all the teams equal. Yes, that's what I think God, they had in mind. Yeah, it is. It's just awful. Jerks. And then trying to keep up with it. You need capologists. Oh, just I'm going to. It, I'm majoring uh, to be a capologist. Oh, are you? I'm going to go to Stanford. Graduate by the time you're 70? <laughs> just in time for retirement. Quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo in the building. They'll be here at 6 right now here. Her name is Amy Lawrence on uh, NFL Stuff. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about a minute or so left. We got Boomer and Geo standing by. Nets lost, Islanders lost, Mets with a late win in Los Angeles over the Dodgers. Yankees in action tonight. You got the Knicks tonight in Cleveland, Rangers, Devils as well. Big night, Jerry. Big night. I was reading that uh, Major League Baseball pays these players for those in-game interviews when you see them on uh, on the national games. What's wrong? The thirty-two million a year you're getting is not enough, (laughs) right? That's the funny thing. It's ten grand, right? Are we talking about when they're mic'd up during the game and they're playing in the field? Is that no, what you mean? No, it said they said when during the national games when the broadcasters interview a player like on the bench, it's unbelievable that they get ten grand. Why? And you know they it'd be great if you were a younger player. But they want the big name player. They want Aaron Judge, and yeah. Does the manager get that? I didn't say managers. It said uh, players. They're the stiffs that it's in their contract. Yeah, right. But the you players can it. get ten grand more. Ten I grand. Mean, give me a break. And they don't bring anything. No. Like those interviews. Now, when you mic them up on the field, that I, like. I do find that to be fun. Mark Canna having the conversation with the announcers on Fox was fun. The guy from um, from Toronto, what the pitcher's name? Come on, help me out. The all star pitcher, Manoa. G. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, these other guys on the bench, bunch of stiffs. Yeah, total stiffs. Boring. Jerry. Ten grand. Ten grand. Good grief. And they say it comes out of some special, some special envelope, Jerry, over there at DMLB offices that the TV doesn't pay for it. Is that Rob Manfred's? Uh, Rob Manfred's uh, office. His piggy bank. Yeah, it comes right out of his. Do you make bank. the kind of money Goodell makes? I don't think so. I don't either. Because Goodell makes like, you know, a quarter of a yeah. billion dollars a year yeah, no, at this uh, point. Rob Manfred's not there. But uh, they say they're trying to separate, Jerry, those local games like SNY and Yes from the big the big national games. In order to separate it, talking to players. You see the ratings? WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.